Sarah. I'm Shruti. And I'm Grace. And we're the Book Hoes. And this week's episode, we are going to be discussing the Goodreach Choice Award winners, as well as a special preview of our thoughts on one of our most anticipated releases of 2021, You Have a Match by Emma Lord. So before we get into all of that, we're going to talk about what we've been reading this week. So Grace, what did you read this week? What a week I've had. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, also, I mean, I told Sarah and Shirley I'd bring this up, so now I have to. Today is the 15th anniversary of The Lion, the, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which came out in 2005. I asked you what you read this week. <laughs> did you read? I did read. I did read. And I just wanted to say congratulations to a great movie. Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, what did I read? Okay, so... I have started, I've started Written in the Stars by Alexandria Belfleur. That's probably pronounced wrong. But it is a F slash F Pride and Prejudice retelling. And I'm having a great time. I'm only halfway through. But so far it's been great. They've gone to an escape room, which is very me culture. Although the whole time I was like... This isn't how an escape room really goes, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It served the purpose it was supposed to. It was still fun. And so, yeah, I'm enjoying that. I also finished today Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall, Ooh. which is what my, that's been my workbook that I read when I'm at work and there's nothing going on. And it was really good. Um, but I will say there's nothing more terrifying than like, reading a book, enjoying it, minding your own business, and then going on Goodreads and seeing an update from someone who's reading that book and is a percentage ahead of you, and their update is, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. Rest in fucking pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was really good. I had a good time. I don't think I've rated it yet, but I'm going to give it, like, four stars. It was really cute. It was really funny, too. I had a good, <laughs> I had a good time. But the main character's broke up like two or three times which mm. isn't like, bad like I'm I was whatever but it was very like back to back and I was like y'all just did y'all just went through this it just felt repetitive to me mm. like the issues that they were having were re- mm, sort of realistic sort of not but I still had a very good fun time I would recommend it to all and then I also finished The Dark Prophecy by Rick Riordan Getting into uncharted territory because Sarah's never read this book and she can't like give me knowing looks as I talk nope. about it. But I finished it um, Monday. I finished it Monday and like no thoughts, head empty, just a great, a great time. I would wake up every morning and be like, I get to read The Dark Prophecy Day. <laughs> I listened to it on audiobook and the narrator really is very good. Like to the point where I had a dream a week ago where there was this app where if you, which should be a thing, by the way, but there was this app where if you didn't like the narrator of your audiobook, you could switch them out for somebody else. And I, and in that dream, I chose to switch out all my audiobook narrators for this guy because he is that good. Like he does a stellar job. That would be a game changer. I know, right? It would be great. It was... (sighs) It was just such a good book. I literally was like, I've never been this happy in my life because um, Leo came back. So yeah, I'm biased about that. And then Calypso was there. She's also my friend. And I really like Apollo and Meg as characters as well. So I was just vibing like 
so hard. And also, I listened to the audiobook while I was making candles because it's my friend's birthday coming up. And I was like, I'm going to be cool and make her candles. And the candles are Greek mythology themed because she likes that stuff. So I was making Greek mythology candles and listening to a Rick Riordan book at the same time. So the vibes in my kitchen were immaculate. And I don't know. It was just good. It's not, I don't want to say it was my favorite book that I've read by him so far because I don't think that's true. But it was very far up there. Very far. And I also enjoy the two things that this series is doing. One is like, it's kind of like trying to say things about per, um, abusive parents, which I think is being very well done. And then another thing is there's a lot of LGBT representation in the series, which is really nice. Like Apollo is like a bi icon. And I feel like Rick Ryden could have very easily like half-assed that and been like, he might like guys, who's to say? And then just moved on, but he's not, he's like going for it. And there are lesbian side characters in this book too which was also really nice. And yeah, just a great time. Like, I literally had such a good time. I was so happy. The end. That's what I've read. Um, Shree, what have you read this week? So this week, um, I finished The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. Guillory? Guillory. Um, it was good. I really liked the main characters. I really liked the romance. The writing really bugged me. And I do think it got Either I get better as I read along or I just got used to it. I'm not really sure, Um, but, you know, it was fine. I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm actually reading The Wedding Party now, which is the third book in the series, so I skipped the second one. Um, The writing definitely seems better. Like, I'm not as annoyed by, like, weird phrases every now and then. The vibes are very different because The Wedding Date kind of had more, like, they – because so basically The Wedding Date, they meet in an elevator, and then he convinces her to be his date to a wedding of his ex-girlfriend which obviously Mary, very me vibes. And so they had like a little bit of like a friends to lovers situation, but not quite because they were still strangers in that way. Um, whereas the wedding party, they actually know each other really well, but they like hate each other, but they don't really hate each other. It's more like they have miscommunication vibes because they're both best friends with the same girl um, who's actually the main character from the wedding date. And now they're both in the wedding party. So they have to like, you know, help plan a wedding together, but they are also like sleeping together now because they're like, we have vibes, so let's sleep together, but also let's not tell our best friend because she'll make it too big of a deal out of it. And this is totally casual and we're totally not going to fall in love. Um, spoiler alert, I'm only 30 minutes into the book, but they're totally going to fall in love. And it's wonderful time. Obviously, the representation- they're sleeping together 30 minutes into the book. 30%. Yeah, well, it starts with a one night stand. Oh, so the okay. book is about how, yeah, they start like they sleep it together. That's when I stand, they become like friends with benefits, like casual relationship. And then I'm assuming over the course of the book, they're going to be like, oh, wait, I actually do like you as like an actual person. So that's fun. But no, I really appreciate the representation. So the wedding date was an interracial relationship. This one is um, both of them are black. Um, I love that Theo, the main character, uh, the hero, is like this utter nerd. Like he's a politician nerd and like, those are my vibes. So I totally get him. Um, and then um, Maddie's like a stylist and stuff. And so, and like really, and I want one of the plot points is that she's going to be working for a TV show where they get to uh, give people who are like really hard, like struggling, like makeovers and stuff. And I'm like, this is cool. I, have, I, I vibe with this. So I'm having a good time. It's enjoyable. Um, so that's what I'm currently reading. But I also read this week, um, Just a Little Bet by Tanya Pensky. Um, it's part of her Smoke Jumper series. This one was fun because it was like, so I've never read exes becoming friends 
to becoming lovers again, if that makes sense. So like they were dated a little bit casually, realized that she wanted marriage and he wasn't, he was a commitment foe. So they broke up, but they stayed like really best friends. And then of course all their other relationships don't work out because they're, you know, totally into each other. And then they realize it by going on a road trip. And I'm like, you know what? These are all of the things I enjoy. So it was a good time. I had fun. And I think it really was also one of those ones where like the re- the issues that they were having in their relationship were like more realistic and like they had genuine like conversations like real couples would have. And I'm like, every now and then you want like a real book, a realistic romance. And I think that was what this was. So I had a good time. I enjoyed that too. Um, I mentioned this last week, but The Do-Over by Piper Rain is a second to last book in the Rooftop series. Um, and this is the one where the hero was a cop and I didn't really want to read it, but there was like the switcheroo on the love interest. And you know what? I'm, I had a good time. It was a pretty good book. I always enjoy the found family vibes, the squad vibes. So I had a good time with that. Um, and then my 200th book of the year was lover boy by Serena Bowen, which is the second book in her, uh, series about the company. And it's a little bit romantic suspense, which I thought was really cool. So this one was really fun because the, you know, the undercover, he's not a spy, but like he basically is a spy. Um, he goes in as a barista, a barista and in her, in her pie shop and like they already know each other. So like there's a little bit of like the rivals to lovers vibes in there. Um, and it was really fun because also, you know, someone's trying to kill them and there's like mystery and suspense going on and stuff like that. So it was fun. I really that had a good time. Fun. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? This is a good 200th book for me for this year. So there we go. I've reached 200 books. Um, The Wedding Party would be my 200th and first, so I'm still reading that one. But yeah, I had a good time. This was a good week. Not too much, but made some progress. Did Jasmine Guillory write the proposal in its blue on the cover? Yes, that's the second book in the series. I skipped that one, um, which I may go back. I skipped it because the writing of the first book really bugged me. And I was like, I didn't, wasn't as interested in the summary, but having re- started reading this third one, if it says, if it ends up being really good, I might go back and read the second one because I really liked the hero because he was the best friend of the guy in the first book. So I liked him. So I feel like I would like the story, but I just skipped it because I didn't want to do all the writing. So I might go back though. I tried to read the proposal because mm-hmm. I saw it in Barnes and Noble and I was like, this looks good, but I'm going to be smart and borrow it from the library. And I, I, I was like, this writing is not good. I'm going to Okay, maybe it didn't get better. I do think, maybe, I, I don't know if I got used to her writing or if it actually got better in the third book, but I do feel like the writing is better in the third book. Okay. Yeah, definitely the writing in the first one was very hard. Like, I started that book a quite number of times before finally, like, getting into it. So, I totally understand if anybody doesn't want to read it because of the writing. How about you, Sarah? What did you read this week? Um, actually kept up my streak and I read like a decent amount this week again not shrewdy levels but (laughs) I've been doing um I finished Anxious People by Frederick Bachman I talked about it a little bit last week and it was really good it was I gave it four stars um the writing style was really cool I kind of said before it was like if Wes and a Wes Anderson movie was like a book it just had that kind of like vibe I cannot explain it that's just the vibe I got from it it was really fun and they're like Swedish and it was just, it was cool. There were a lot of like things that were revealed in a way that didn't make me like gasp, but it was revealed so casually that I had to like go back and reread it to make sure that I was like picking up on it correctly. 
So it was really cool. It was kind of like a mystery, which I wasn't expecting, but you didn't realize it was like a mystery until the end. You thought everything was one way and then you start finding things out more and more. And you're like, wait a minute, this is like kind of a mystery. Like we don't really know what happened. And it was good. I gave it four stars. Um, I recommend it, but just um, go into it expecting it to be slow. But if you stick with it, it's worth it in the end, in my opinion. Um, after I finished that, I realized that I had 44 books read this year and my goal was 50. And I thought about lowering my Goodreads goal. I might still do it. But I also thought I have a lot of really, really short books on my shelf here on my TBR. So I'm just going to pick up some of these short books because I've been meaning to read them for a while. So I might as well <laughs> do it now when it's crunch time, the end of 2020. I am going to try to meet my goal this year. So the first one I picked up was a poetry book. Um, it's called Voices, The Final Hours of Joan of Arc by David Elliott. And most of the other like novel, it was, a, I guess, a novel in verse more so than a poetry book. And most of the other novels and verse that I've read have just been like free style, like free verse, free style. I don't know what it's called. It's like where there's not like, it doesn't have to rhyme it's, or it's, it's just kind of like. I think it's free verse. Free verse? Yeah. I okay. So. I couldn't think of the name for it. Yeah. Free verse. And those are great. I really enjoyed them. Like um, Elizabeth Acevedo's books, Clap When You Land, you know, Poet X. Um, so this one, I was kind of expecting the same thing, but in the author's note in the beginning, he gives the pronunciations for a lot of the French names because these poems were actually like metered and they had like parameters. Um, is that the right? I don't know. Po I forget poetry I think you're terms. Right. I, I graduated. Think you're right. Yeah, I graduated <laughs> English major, but it's been more than a year. Um, but he explains in the beginning and there's, it actually like rhymes and it has you read it in like a rhythm, I guess. Again, I'm forgetting all these poetry terms, but it was really cool. The writing was really like descriptive and beautiful and he told the story in a simple way, but I could read it with the rhythm in my head super easily. Um, and in some ways he told, there were like five different poetic styles used throughout the book. And it was really cool because I didn't even notice half of the time that well, some of the ones were, they were like shapes. So you could tell when it was like shape and the, okay, so the other part was, it was like told from Joan of Arc's perspective, but then also like the things around her, which was kind of weird. Like there are poems from the perspective of like her sword and like, you know, like whatever, like random bullshit. Um, they were told like it was shaped like a sword, the poem. So it was cool. Um, I didn't really, to be honest though, like I read it when, as I was reading it, I enjoyed it because it was just so cool seeing that style of poetry and it really was like beautiful descriptions and all that stuff, but I didn't really get anything out of it. I feel like, like I kind of finished it and it felt like reading like a creative writing exercise, not in a bad way. It was just like, you know, just doing all these cool types of poems, but I'm not really sure like what I was supposed to like get out of it in the end. There are also some really weird penis euphemisms, like, <laughs> um, like, you know, as you can guess, like the sword had a lot, mm. like all the Interesting. poems. And then like at the end, it was like the fire was like when she was being burned at the stake, the fire was described as like penetrated. Like it was weird. Oh, I, yeah, there's a lot of that weird it's, stuff too, which is the other part it, that I did not like. What gender is the author? Male. Mm. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, because at first I was like, there was one, I was like, okay, maybe I can like overlook this. Like, I guess maybe like one, but there were like several and I'm pretty sure 
I might not have picked up on this, but one reviewer said there was like, I was, I was reading reviews afterward. One reviewer said there was a poem told the pers from the perspective of her virginity, which oh, is no. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Super no. weird. Hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So overall, um, not a, not a bad book. If you're looking for some like cool poetry stuff, you can pick it up. Um, but other than that, you know, not really much there. I did give it to my friend who is a high school English teacher because I think, and she teaches a poetry class because I think it's, it has cool examples of like how, you know, to style poetry and everything. Um, because I didn't, I've been giving away books I didn't really love anyway. So it's just like, I'm not going to keep this one. I'll give it to my English teacher friend. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And then after I finished that one, I started a graphic novel, which Ooh. I haven't read a lot of graphic novels before. I think this might be like my first graphic novel. It's called Persepolis. <laughs> I... <laughs> nope. No. no, Grace, not yet. Oh, man. Uh, not yet. Someday, maybe. I need to look at the author's name. Um, it's called Persepolis, The Story of a Childhood by Marjane Satrapi. I don't know if I pronounced that wrong, um, but it's really good. I'm only, I think, 60 pages into it, but I read all 60 of those in one sitting because it just flew by. It's a, it's a really famous graphic novel. I'm sure most people have heard of it, but it's about um, a young girl growing up in Iran during the Iranian Revolution. Um, and it's a really serious subject matter, but it's told from the perspective of a child so it kind of comes across like slightly lighthearted too, just in the way she says it, because she's talking about a lot of serious things, but she's telling it from the perspective of like a young girl. And the girl obviously doesn't, like when you're a kid, you don't realize how serious things are. So she'll just like say something and then just like, oh, and my friends and I were like pretending to be like, you know, revolutionaries or whatever. And it's just, it's interesting. Um, the illustrations are great. And like I said, it's fl I'm flying through it. And I am excited to read the rest of it and it made me and it's making me want to read more graphic novels actually because I've never really done that before maybe Grace maybe Grace <laughs> is making a face maybe I will read tech please I will consider I don't like sports but I'll think I about did. it would take you like <laughs> two hours yeah it's yeah. gonna take very long like four four okay. for both of yeah them. maybe I'll check it out from the library I'll have to consider yeah, my boyfriend reads a lot of graphic novels who's like, oh, cool. Now you can read like all the sci-fi ones I read. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but it's cool. I, you know, it's something different. I've had this one for a while, so I am excited to read it. But um, yes, that's what I've been reading this week. So now we're going to get into the winners of the Goodreads Choice Awards. We have been you know, narrating the <laughs> nominees this whole time has been narrowed down. Now it's the moment of truth. We're going to uh, judge the winners of the Goodreads Choice Awards. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so the first category is fiction. This one was kind of wild. Did you guys see like the vote margins on this one? Oh. Yeah, so I just opened this like five minutes before mm -hmm. we started recording. And this is the first one I saw, obviously, because it's the first category. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. The Midnight Library, that was one that I really wanted to read. And now I'm actually worried that I've like overhyped it in my head. But then I clicked on the voting things and you said, it is a five vote difference. What? Yes, it won by five votes. I know. 
And That's I crazy. was thinking, I was reading anxious people right as this mm -hmm. round. And I was like, I remember thinking like, oh, I should go vote for this since I'll probably be finished with it by the time it comes out. And I didn't vote for it. I'm like, damn, my vote could have counted. It could have been a four vote margin. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised that this won because it didn't Me become too. on my radar Me until too. very recently. And these Same. other ones I've been hearing about like all year. Exactly. I was surprised too, but I guess someone point someone was saying that like a majority of readers are not don't like participate in, you know, book social media outside of Goodreads. So it makes sense. That's true. Yeah. And I'm just like really excited to read this book but now i'm just worried that it's not going to live up to the hype so i'm curious to see how it goes yeah so moving into mystery and thriller the winner of that category was the guest list by lucy foley and i'm surprised that this one won um it was definitely like popular but i think home before dark got more hype and so did the sundown motel but like i said it's probably not an accurate representation of what people are actually reading. You want to so, know something bad? Yeah. I forgot to vote for this category. <gasps> Race. This is like Race. my category. You should have gotten 40,000 friends to vote for Home Before Dark. It could have <laughs> won. I will say my boss, like literally last night, was telling me, oh my gosh, the, I'm reading the guest list right now and it's so good. And she's listening on an audiobook and I think it has like multiple people narrating and she said the mm -hmm. audiobook is fantastic. So I'll probably oh. read this at some point. They're on yeah. an island. I love a good island. As a lost fan, I love a good island. So I will, oh, I will read Apparently it's point. a wedding too. So It yeah. is. Yeah, it's a wedding and there's like murderers. And it kind of reminds me of a Men There Were None by Agatha Christie based on the summary. I don't know if you guys read that one. Mm -hmm. But it's the okay. same thing. They're on like an island and people start getting murdered. You should definitely read it. It's good. Um, I'm probably going to read this one, especially since it won. So I'm like, okay, maybe I've been sleeping <laughs> on this one. And historical fiction, my fave, The Vanishing Half One. Yes, I was so Complete, happy. Yes, totally well-deserved. And it kind um, of won by a lot because it got 100,000 votes. It did, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it won. Yeah, it's 70,000 vote margin. So good for The Vanishing Half. Um, it deserves it. Fantasy, Sarah J. Mass, like, whatever. We <laughs> yeah, we can, was we coming, can move on. Whatever. I will say, so it looks like Addie LaRue got second place here by, like, 2,000 votes. And I do wonder if there are those 2,000 votes are people like us who are like, we really liked it until the end. That or it came out very recently compared That's to Crescent City. Say. So less, yeah, less time people for people haven't read to it yet. read it. So just the fact that 90,000 people voted for it is still pretty cool considering it came out like a month ago. Yeah. But, you know, so it can't beat Sarah J. Mouse, I guess. <laughs> um, Trudy, do you want to talk about romance? Yeah. So From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armentrout won romance, which surprised me a bit. Um, thinking about it in hindsight, I'm like, hey, that makes sense. She has like a very big fan base. So I guess that doesn't surprise me too much. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to wait for the third book to come out next year and then I'll probably read the trilogy. Um, so yeah, it's not super surprising. Shout out to Beatread, which came into sec which came in second place, which it made me very happy. First, but whatever. I mean, I, probably, but I'll accept the second place. All I have to say about this category is you deserve each other was robbed. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. Robbed. Yeah. That should have been first place. But you oh, know, it, I support Oh, oh it's down too. here at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. 
damn. I support um, Beach Reed too, but you know. And I mean, I was happy to take a hint. Danny Brown was here towards the top. I will say one thing I wanted to point out because in five years, I did not expect to be this high, but also in the first place, I was reading the reviews because I decided for various reasons not to read it. It is not actually a romance book. Like, it's more about the friendship and, like, there's a romance in it, but, like, I mean, spoiler alert if you're planning on reading it. And if you are planning on reading it, I'm sorry, I'm about to spoil this for you. But, like, there's cheating involved. It's, like, a rhombus, like, a love rectangle situation. And, like, at the in end... In five years? The, yeah. And in the end, it ends up being, like, they pick, like, the, the girls are picked being friend, their friendship over the guys. So, like, it's not a... I mean, it's... Oh, I would I, read that. Right, like, I'm not gonna say it's a bad book, but it doesn't, it's not a romance, right? It's not about, mm, right, yeah, or, like, two people falling in love and, like, whatever. So, in that way, I was a little annoyed. Also, I just didn't want to read it for various reasons because of the cheating stuff, so that bothered me. Yeah. But, yeah. Also, Grace just read Boyfriend Material, and that's also on this list. But, anyway. It, it was good. I had a good yeah. time. Science Fiction, uh, To Sleep in a Sea of Stars by Christopher Paolini. That's cool. Yeah, no surprise cool. there. Um, yeah, Grace, you want to talk about horror? Yes, I thought you were going to say, do you want to talk about science fiction? I was like, do I look like mm, I look? Okay. No. <laughs> so, best horror, winner of best horror was Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. And you know what? Well deserved. I also am, like, kind of shook that Stephen King didn't miss this every year, but in my mind, he does. Um, I wonder if it was because this was his book that came out this year was an anthology of short stories rather than one story and maybe people just didn't want to read that mm. but whatever the reason like I think Mexican Gothic was really good I'm glad that it won I'm also glad that Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires was in the top three I thought honestly Mexican Gothic was probably a better book even though I didn't vote for it so you know good times good times I did officially add it back to my to be read list so Mexican Gothic yes nice um, I mean, we can do it and then stop and come back to it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah. Okay. That's fine. I don't really have a lot to say. Um, humor, strange planet. That's cool. Um, nonfiction stamped. Stamped. Yeah. Our group read one. Our group read. Yeah. I'm so proud. That was a great book. Definitely well-deserved. Yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, Obama's book one, despite the fact that it came out like a <laughs> yeah. month ago. I doubt how many votes did it get? Like a million. I doubt any of those people. <laughs> a right million? Yet. It yeah. got 81,000 no. for the okay. record. I bet like one of those eight, 1,000 of those 80,000, maybe like five. Okay, like 5,000 of those 80,000 <laughs> people have read it. I agree. Anyway, I agree. not that there's like, like I read Untamed and it was fine. So I'm not really like that mad, but I'm just like, come on now. <laughs> um, Graphic novels, sorry, Grace. Chuck, please, did not I win. I know, I know. <laughs> um, and it wasn't, it wasn't even high up. It went, it won in my heart. That's what's It's important. only the second row down. It's not that yeah. low. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I'm not even looking at it. I am now. <laughs> Seventh yeah, place. you're right. You're yeah, right. That's not bad. Top I'll accept, its own. I'll yeah. accept that. I'll accept that. Okay. Um, debut novel, Such a Fun Age. Grace, you read that one, too. Yes, I was like, very excited of that one. That's I'm a, a little one. sad that, well, You Deserve Each Other actually did a little bit better on this one, which I was happy It did. Mm-hmm. It did. Um, Young Adult Fiction, Clap When You Land by Elizabeth Acevedo. I was really happy this one won, even though 
RIP Tweetcute. I did vote for Tweetcute because I love that book. But if a book had to beat Tweetcute, this would have been my choice. So yeah, that's cool. But Tweetcute is down too low. It I is. Agree. I was surprised, I'm surprised at how low yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know. People don't I think it should have been in the top row. That's just my It opinion. should have been, yeah. I didn't even read. Did I, who read A Good Girl's Guide to Murder? I never heard anyone mm-hmm. talking about that one. Nope. And then The One of Us is Next. Do people still read those books? Not Whatever. Me. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. But you should see me in a crown and Felix Ever After didn't do too poorly either. So yeah. good for them. Yeah. All right. And Young Adult Fantasy, Queen of Nothing. So kind of another group read, if you will. Yeah, yeah. kind of, kind of. Although um, I will say these top four terrible authors. So <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> okay, Suzanne Collins is not a terrible place. author. She just wrote a mediocre book. That book Fine. should not have gotten second. Who voted for this book? Who read that book and was like, yes, best book of the year? I think I voted for it in one of the rounds. Great. You're valid. Oh my I god. Also, I swore. I swore that I voted. I haven't read Cemetery Boys yet, but I was like, let me give my vote to this so mm-hmm. that it gets up there. It doesn't say that I voted for it, but I swore I yeah. did. I swore I did. I don't think mm-hmm. it it doesn't say I voted on any of these categories, but it does. It does, it does for me. But yeah, it says like your choice. It says like your, your cho- choice. Oh, it does. All the way up to the top. Duh. Okay. My bad. And, Grace, another, did you track Tower of Nero? I don't think you've gotten to this one yet. But oh, Trials no. of Apollo won yeah, Middle Grades friend. and Children. Your friends yes. won. You haven't read this I had, one yet. I had to check that in the other day at um, work. And I was, like, squinting and, like, holding it far away. I was, like, <laughs> to make sure there, no one had torn a page out. Because I was, like, I don't want to know what happens. I have one more thing to say about the Goodreads Choice Awards winners. That is the Picture Books winner is a book called Anti-Racist Baby. And the cover is so cute and it looks like a great book. And I really support it and I want to read it. <laughs> oh my God, wait, you guys, it's by what? Ibram X. Kinsey. Yes, we've already wait, established really? this. Oh my God, you're right. Yes, we established we? this many, many episodes ago, thinking, you guys. <laughs> I wasn't listening, I was thinking of something else. Silly people. I literally don't even remember that, but I love it. I'm I want to read this book. Look at that baby. She looks it so is cute. cute. And anyway. I'm not a baby person, but I, I do like it. <laughs> a baby's living her best anti-racist life. And I love it. And I need to read this book. Anyway, do we have any final thoughts? Justice for You Deserve Each Other. Um, tweet cute. And tweet cute. Check, <laughs> Thank you for coming and to my check. TED Talk. So basically what we can conclude is Goodreads Choice Rewards or a meaningless online poll. We can. We can. That That's, we, all I, that's all I got. Yes. Yes. That End we follow. Do we follow it very closely? Yes. I mean, we follow it pretty closely. Yes. We do. We give what we like, but that's just because our opinions matter more than everyone else's. Anyways. Correct. I'm just kidding. Um, but yes, they're just a meaningless poll. But it's fun to see. It's very interesting to see. Mm-hmm what everyone votes for it's true it's true it's like over a quarantine when everyone became obsessed with making those like poll threads remember that over the summer yes. that was fun that was fun <laughs> I, I spent many hours voting in those those polls not hours but like at least one hour of my life <laughs> all right 
So moving into the next part of this episode, we're going to be talking about one of the most exciting, most anticipated, biggest, best releases of 2021. But before we yes. talk about it, to an ad break. <laughs> before we talk about it, let, now let's hear a word from our sponsors. And we're back. So, like I mentioned before, one of the most important things happening in 2021 is that Emma Lord, the author of Tweet Cute, um, a book that we all love and we all talk about all this time on the podcast, if you haven't read it. We just mentioned it 10 minutes ago. Yes, we just mentioned it. Hashtag justice for Tweet Cute. It's one of the most, one of our most anticipated books of 2021, if not the most anticipated book. And the title is You Have a Match. And we all, as we mentioned last episode, were able to read it early. Thanks, NetGalley and Goodreads giveaways. So we figured we would give a little non-spoilery preview of what the book is about, what our thoughts are, and encourage you guys to read it when it comes out and you can talk about it with us tweet us your opinions and just have a great time because uh i personally had a great time reading this book and i think you all will too especially if you like tweet cute yes so yes you have a match is about a teenage girl who uh she takes a dna test like one of those like 23 and me like whatever Ones where you send a sample of your DNA to a company and they tell you like what your ancestry is and they connect you with relatives. Um, and she only does it because her friend is doing it. She was just like, well, we might as well, we get a discount if we do it. So like we might, I might as well do it too. And she finds out that she has a sister that she did not know about. And her, and it's not just like a yeah. half sister. No, it's like, like a full. Her parents, both of her parents, had this kid yes, together. Yes, it is a full. Yes, a full-blooded sister, older than her. She just gets a notification from the service that she has a sister that she did not know about, and the story kind of unfolds from there. Um, they make a plan to meet up at a summer camp. The main character is named Abby, and Abby goes uh, to the summer camp to meet up with her secret sister. And finds out that her sister is, like, she's basically, like, an Instagram influencer. Like, she's all into, like, she's a health guru, all into that stuff. And Abby is very different from that. So they, the book is kind of just them getting to know each other and, like, learning secrets about their family and maybe some, like, friend group drama, romantic drama. It's all here. Um, this it book does. has it all. Am I missing anything important from the summary? Um, That's not a spoiler. <laughs> no. No. I would say that the best part of this book is its cast of characters. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. So they have, obviously, the main characters is great. All the, the secret sister is great. All of the friends and the love interests and all of them are great. Um, I'm trying to be as vague as possible here. <laughs> There's a dog. Always there a was great a time dog. when there's a dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, there is a character that I'm pretty sure. Oh, there is a character who I tweeted at Emma Lord. that's pretty sure is influenced by a Tangled character. And she responded saying, no, that wasn't her intention, but she could see it. So therefore, I am correct. While we're talking about characters that have the same name, Abby Day is a character in New Girl. That's Jess's sister. 
New girl Stan, Emma Lord. Thought about that too. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. Who knows? Speaking of tweeting Emma Lord, I tweeted her that while I was reading this book, I thought of all the characters as I put that gift from the good place where Eleanor's like, you're a messy bench who loves drama and I'm into it. And that's how I felt reading this book. Emma Lord responded that it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Um, very exciting stuff. But for real, though, this book has so much oh, drama. As I was reading it, I was like, holy shit, these, these children. children get into so much shit. <laughs> but it was so just, it, was, it wasn't even like a bad way. I had so much fun reading this book. I was just like, these people, these children are so dramatic and it is hilarious. Um, lots of drama, lots of tea. I will say, hate to compare it to Tweet Cute but you have to a little bit because they're both Emma Lord mm. books. Um, whereas with Tweaky, I could forget for a little bit that they were teenagers. Like, they were obviously teenagers, but you could forget. There was a suspension of disbelief for someone like me who doesn't really like young adult. Um, this one was a little bit harder because, as Sarah mentioned, there's a lot of drama and messiness because they are teenagers, which was fun, but I did get irritated at, the time, at some times with them. Um, so there's that. But again, I had a good time. I think... The characters were like a warm hug. The plot yeah. was interesting. Yeah. I did not see the plot coming. Um, mm -hmm. But it was really the characters that really won me over on this one. Yeah, and another part of this that I really enjoyed is if you liked all the food descriptions and like the talk about cooking and stuff in Tweet Cute, that is very much present in this book as well. So if you... You know, it's it's a different type of food. It's not like fast food or grilled cheese, or <laughs> or baked it's, goods. It's definitely there or baked goods. Yeah, I was just gonna say, but I couldn't remember if there was like a baked good in this one. But it's definitely there. So that's another draw. If you liked that about Tweet Cute, you will be happy with this one too. Not that I don't too. like when books do that. You know, the to all the boys I've loved before. Mm. The Hunger Games just, also. I uh -huh, the Hunger Games. Uh -huh. I'm just always hungry. <laughs> And so when books are, like, talking about food every <laughs> 10 pages, I'm like, stop. I need to eat something. Grace, I'm pretty sure – I'm pretty sure Grace texted me while she was reading this. Like, they keep talking about food, <laughs> and I don't even know what this food is, and I want to try it. Yeah, there was something where one of the characters made – I don't even know. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want it in my mouth right now. There was also <laughs> a lot of really lovely – since they're going camping, a lot of, like – scenery descriptions and like nature stuff which i thought was really lovely also there are definite parent trap oh yes in this book i was just about to say great. that yep yes. <laughs> yeah. you're so right yeah it was perfect um there's a lot of good uh kind of what trudy was saying the characters are really like the heart of this story and there's a lot of good friendship and like familial relationship stuff in this book too um, and there's definitely, like, romance as well, but uh, the friendships and familial relationships really played a big part in the story as well. Pretty similar to, I feel like Tweet Cute was similar in that aspect, too. So mm -hmm. I really love that Emma Lord does that, where they're kind of just at, as much at the forefront of the plot as the romances, too. Well, the thing is that the friendships are also romances, because mm -hmm. it's very, this is a very friends-to-lovers book. It is. In more ways than one, and I'm going to say it. I have decided to become a friends lover, <gasps> Stan. Grace! This book made me be like, I don't know, there's something about, there's something about, like, the person that you were closest to, like, they just mm -hmm. know you really well. 
it just works. It just works. Yeah. Yeah. I like they see you at your best <laughs> and your worst. Yeah. Like, it's just good. There is romance mm-hmm. in that. There is romance. Yeah. In that. I it's a good trope. find this really funny. So I, of course, love the friends to lovers vibes in this book. Um, no spoilers. So while I really enjoyed one of the friends to lovers re- relationships, the other one I also liked, um, but not as much as I expected to. And there was another side character who I really, really loved, who I kind of wish had more. Um, and I would not be opposed if Emma Lord decided to write a book about this particular character. Hint, hint, Emma Lord. Can we just name? Well, there is another character. I think a lot of readers will like this character too. So they'll probably be able to guess who we're talking about. Who yeah. the book hoes, Emma Lord, if you're listening, we would fully support a book about this character too. Yes, <laughs> yes. we would. We would. Yeah, and I mean, I, yeah, so I think there's one, I'm just going to point this out. There's this one couple that's like introduced really early on in the book. And immediately when they're introduced, I texted Grease and Sarah and was like, so these two are going to be a thing, right? They better be a thing. And then they ended up being a thing. And I was very happy. So That was when, okay, I texted y'all because I got this book. <laughs> I got this book before Sarah introduced it. <laughs> but um, I texted y'all and I was like, something is happening. And I hope it, I don't even know if y'all remember. It was so vague. I was like, I think something is happening. And I'm very excited about it. I remember because I was clinging on to every shred of information <laughs> you were giving us about this book. <laughs> I love that we all had very similar thoughts throughout this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because we were all kind of reading it at different paces, so we weren't talking that much while we were mm-hmm. reading it. We were being very vague. When normally when we read books, we text each other more in, like, detail. Well, this one, we were being very vague. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just like we're being now. Yeah. Yes. With you guys. Now we have to be vague with you guys. Well, when this book comes out on January 12th, then you all can read it, and you'll know what we're talking about. And you can also, you know, tweet us your thoughts. And we'll probably have a more in-depth discussion about it as well. Yes. Before we close out the episode, we have an exciting announcement. Our friend Sid, you may remember, she came on the podcast a few months ago. And we talked about graphic novels and stuff. She has invited us to join her book club which is called the Sell Your Soul Book Club. And so we're going to do a live show with her on December 20th at 8 on YouTube. And on our Twitter, which is at the Book Hose, we have retweeted a link slash announcement for that. So check that out. And then watch our live show on December 20th to hear us talk about a series of unfortunate events again. And that's 8 that's p.m. EST, by the way. Yes, 8 p.m. EST. Yeah, and it's about the the bad beginning specifically. So we'll be going yes. in depth on the first book in the series, which will be really fun. Yes, which means I have to reread it at some point. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this week's episode. But you can stay connected with us and follow us on Instagram at bookhostpot. You can also follow us on Twitter at the bookhost. And as always, leave a rating, write a review, and subscribe to the podcast before sharing it with all of your friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.